Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. This is Modi from the SOR. How are you all doing today? I hope we've had a blessed week so far. I say a quick prayer. Father, Lord, I thank you for your people. Thank you for bringing them back. Thank you for this new week. Thank you for safety, God. Father, Lord, so speak to your people today. Let them hear you and not me. Let them hear what you have for them. In Jesus' name, amen. Welcome back to another episode. Today we will be talking about healing. Healing through introspection. Healing through introspection. When you look inwards, Christ in you, the hope of glory. When you look inwards, you're not looking to yourself. Boy, there's a level of self-awareness. There's a level of, you know, self, what would you call it now? Realization. The act of being born again sometimes is not about, you know, the words, oh, I just got born again. No. You can look to yourself and see things. And that happens by the Spirit of God. You know, you're humble enough to look at yourself that, hey, sometimes I'm the problem here. (laughs) Why is this happening to me? The ability to look in words and ask yourself some questions. And most times, the right answers come from the right questions. When you ask the right questions, sometimes we find the right answers. And God being faithful, God being God, doesn't hide from us. You know? So, introspection, looking in words. Second Samuel chapter 21. I have different scriptures today. But, um, of course, as I go along, you know, I'll be referring to the scriptures. But now let's stick to Second Samuel for now. Chapter, tw- ch- chapter 21. I read from verse 1. I read verse 1, actually. Now, there was famine in the days of David for three years, year after year. And David inquired of the Lord, and the Lord answered, It is because of Saul and his bloodthirsty house, because he killed the Gibeonites. I read further. So the king called the Gibeonites and spoke to them. Now the Gibeonites were not of the children of Israel, but of the remnant of the Amorites. The children of Israel had sworn protection to them, but Saul had sought to kill them in his zeal for the children of Israel and Judah. You know, word is bond. When you tell somebody you're going to do something that might eventually cost them their life. So now you, you swore protection to these people and now your king went to slaughter them. And now the sin of the king is the sin of the land. And we need to understand the connections that we have. The king of a household is the father. I know some people we hear about sins of the fathers. You've heard about sins of the fathers. 
You're not here to be scared. I, I read further, verse 3. Therefore David said to the Gibeonites, What shall I do for you? I mean, what shall I make atonement? That you may bless the inheritance of the Lord. And the Gibeonites said to him, We have no silver or gold from Saul or from his house, nor shall you kill any man in Israel for us. So he said, Whatever you say, I will do for you. Then they answered the king, As for the man who consumed us and plotted against us, that we should be destroyed from the remaining, sorry, from remaining any of the territories of Israel. Let seven men of his descendants be delivered to us, and we will hang them before the Lord in Gibeah of Saul, whom the Lord chose. And the king said, I will give them. I stop there for now. Now, introspection. I'm sure we've heard about you know, it's in the Bible, actually. It's Ecclesiastes chapter 10, verse 4. Verse 8, sorry. 10, verse 8. If the edge is not broken, the enemy cannot strike. The edge is not broken, the enemy cannot strike. The edge is not broken, the enemy cannot strike. Now, people would like to ask, what breaks the edge? And I, love, I know people will say sin. Yes, you're very correct. Sin breaks the edge. When the edge is broken, you know, the serpents, the snake. But now, so... This doesn't have to do with just sin against God. When you sin against somebody else, I know that we don't like to say that somebody sinned against me because it may make you sound proud or, oh, no, you're not God. Why would you say somebody sinned against you? But sin, when somebody sins against you, when somebody offends you, they've sinned against you. <laughs> it's as simple as that. And I would like to talk about gates. Gates. Lift up your heads, oh ye gates. Gates, gates, gates. Your emotions are gates. Now, hopefully, your emotions are gates. Let's pray to lead you to the angelic gates. I like to say your emotions and spirituality, again, are cousins. They're related. They work, they, 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 you know, they work hand in hand. Now, the gates that we're talking about here can lead you, your emotions now, can lead you to the demonic or the angelic. Now, when somebody sins against you, now, the person that's the offender has broken the edge, the enemy, the serpent can strike or could, or, you know, I don't want to say will strike them. <laughs> But you now, you're exposed also because your edge is broken. Because the offended now is grieving about something. is sad about something. is angry about something. You know, be angry but do not sin. Now, if you remain in your anger for too long, which some of us are capable of, where you're boiling and you're fuming and you're there, what happens is, because remember that your anger will not produce any righteousness of God. So the moment you remain there, you're vulnerable to demonic attacks. And I know a lot of people will say, oh man, somebody offended me. And I was really pissed off and I was really angry. And I couldn't sleep at night. And now somebody did something that hurt you really badly. And now you've been tormented. And now that, that happens a lot to people. 
famine in this case is, is a, in verse 1, famine in this case is a kind of affliction. Healing through introspection. Now, I like to say this quickly. Famine, pestilence, death, barrenness, poverty, um, loneliness, depression, whatever form of suffering. Sickness in the body, because when people hear the word healing, they automatically think it's about, oh God, oh God, I want to be healed from my malaria. No, it's not about malaria alone. <laughs> Poverty, famine, all those things I mentioned a couple seconds ago. You know, they all need healing. Healing in this context is a form of deliverance. And sometimes you can address what you don't know about. And now the Bible says to us, like, my people perish for lack of knowledge. Hosea chapter 4 verse 6. If you don't know, you can keep suffering for too long, then you should. Affliction should not rise a second time. Shall not rise a second time. But for some people, the affliction has risen seven times, eight times, nine times, ten times even. Because they don't know, but they have not paid attention to what is actually going on. Healing in this context is deliverance. David inquired of the Lord, and the Lord answered. It was because of Saul and his bloodthirsty house to kill the Gibeonites. The right questions bring the right answers. Going back to God to ask God, why is this happening to me? Being humble enough to know you can't fix it by yourself. A lot of people try to fix symptoms, not the actual problem. Fever is a symptom of malaria. It could be a symptom of infection also. Now, fever is indicating that something is happening to my body, something is wrong. My temperature is shooting up, something is wrong. Now, if you focus on that fever, and, you know, in Nigeria, they probably throw you in the shower so they get, you know, get you to cool down. You know, throw in the shower, cool water, boom, you're cool. But listen, if you don't fix the issue, the fever will come back in a matter of minutes, a matter of time. Why? Because symptoms just indicate problems. They are not the problem. Just like, like smoke screen. But a lot of people fix symptoms. A lot of people just want to address the symptom of what is happening to them. They've not actually taken time out to sit down to ask the right questions. Why the diagnosis that needs to be done for you to find healing? So when the problem is discovered, it's absolved, right? It's absolved. So <clears throat> well, we know what is wrong. Now, most times you probably don't know what is wrong because it's spiritual. You're going through hardships. You're going through breakups. You're going through a lot of frustration in this life. Now, the Bible says many are the afflictions of the righteous. But God delivers them from, you know, delivers him from them all. Now, we need to understand that now that their bones are broken, to understand that sometimes we need to know that God is waiting for us to come to him to talk about these things. Right? Healing through introspection. Healing through introspection. Are you on this line? You've gone through rejection over and over and over and over again. 
and you really don't understand why and you're angry about it and you're trying to fix the rejection but you're not looking into yourself now a lot of our parents to be honest have really not done us good let me say what i mean by that i'm not condemning our parents please good in the sense of being vulnerable for us to know the trend the patterns that might be happening like that things that could have happened to them in the past you came from somebody you came from somebody's loins right you came from somebody's loins which means that if care is not taken now you might not die because your father died or because your brother died or because your sister died no but you might suffer for what you don't know the sin of Saul is affecting the kingdom of David or affected the kingdom of David the sin of the king is the sin of the land now David being God's friend went to God what is it that you're going through at this moment that you need to ask God Maybe the real question is not you screaming at God, that God, heal me of this sickness. Heal me of this sickness. No. Maybe God is actually letting that fever stay there so that you wake up to address the real issue. Affliction shall not rise a second time. When God works, he works perfectly. He doesn't like to do, you know, God wouldn't do 30% job for you. He would do 100%, 1,000%. So maybe God is waiting on you to rise up, to wake up, and fix the real issue. So you're screaming, God, please, I need money. God, please, I need a job. But God is looking at you like, no, job is not the actual problem. You know, you know joblessness is not the actual problem. The actual problem is a curse that is biting your, is biting your bloodline to make you a vagabond. And you're here hopping from one job to another or you're hopping from one relationship to another. And while you can say ladies are trash or men are trash, and you're cursing them, you're pointing fingers, ask yourself, why am I meeting this kind of people? This kind of people. That's one. Two, what is happening to me? A lot of people, if only they would sit down and ask the questions, they would see what is wrong. Remember that our father Abraham, there was a trend anyone in his bloodline. Now, Sarah was barren, right? Sarah was barren for a while, a long time. Rebecca, well, was barren also. <laughs> Rachel, pretty Rachel, she was barren also. They eventually obviously gave birth, to be honest. But what did their husbands do? Pray for them, right? Isaac prayed for Rebecca and she conceived. There are issues in your life that are bigger than you that only God can solve. Your emotions, are you here on this line? Maybe you have a bad temper. Or at the point of breakthrough, you start to say things to people that should help you. You start to curse out at people that should help you. You start to lash out at people that should help you. You need deep healing because why? If you don't understand why you're doing what you're doing, why what is happening is more important than what is happening sometimes. Why? So it doesn't happen again. 
if you keep fixing what, the word has a tendency to come back. If you don't fix the why. But if you fix the why, now you understand, so you're ready. My people perish for lack of knowledge. The Bible also tells us to not be ignorant of the devices of the devil. Don't be ignorant. What does the devil use against you? What's your kryptonite? You won't know your kryptonite until you sit down to introspect and ask yourself, why, God? You're going to loneliness. A lot of people, it's this, this thing starts from the bloodline. You see some people, they're so suicidal. And then you realize that, oh, somebody committed suicide in their bloodline a time ago. Oh, and one uncle committed suicide. Oh, their father committed suicide. Now the son, a couple years after, is suicidal. He's depressed. He wants to take his own life. It is a trend. This is not about uh, mental health alone. All these things we hear about health. Oh, you know when you have English word for something, people trivialize it because they don't know how spiritual it is anymore. Things happen. There are curses that fight people. Now, innocent people have died for what they didn't know. Innocent people have suffered or are still suffering for what they don't know. <laughs> this is the reason why God is asking you today to sit down, meditate, examine yourself, be wise, ask the right questions. God, what is happening to me? God, why is this happening to me? There are some people, their grandmother maybe had like four husbands. Their mother maybe four husbands too. Now, you're here. You're trying to get married and guys are playing you. Oh, he loved me before, but he changed his mind. He started acting hostile towards me. He started acting funny towards me. I don't think I can take that. Oh, it was abusive. And, you know, and now it was a pattern. And in as much as you have the right to point fingers at these people and say, man, I trash. There's something that is pushing you to these people. As a man, also, you keep meeting women that break your heart. Women that hurt you. Women that deceive you, that lead you down the path of death. The women, the kind of women in Proverbs 2, talking about a house leads to death. Those kind of women. Now, if you sit your butt down to ask yourself, God, why? Before it's too late. Sit down and observe, observe trends, patterns in your life. The healing through introspection. What you don't know, you can't address. What you're not aware of, you won't take seriously. If the edge is not broken, the enemy cannot strike. The offender and the offended now are both vulnerable. Do you have anger issues on this line? And maybe sometimes when you pray and you've done the work spiritually, but the enemy knows, remember that God is spirit. And the Bible says God is also a jealous God. And they will talk about God being angry. God, you know, in his wrath, in his fury. Spirits. Emotions. So your emotions are not fake. They are, some, they, 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 they are natural. 
you hear some people say, ah, oh, no, I don't like this, man. And he keeps doing it. Yeah, maybe there's a reason why the person will keep doing that so that they break you apart. There are a lot of people that would have been very all right, very okay if they addressed their personal issues spiritually. The demons you're fighting, you're not fighting against flesh and blood. Spiritual wickedness in high places. High. Higher than you, they mean. But because of Jesus. What did David do here? Look at that. David gave seven people to die. Now you don't have to give anybody to die anymore. There's Jesus that's, you know, made atonement for our sins. He shed his blood for us. So the blood of Jesus is enough. You don't have to kill somebody anymore. Now the Old Testament, and the difference between Old Testament and New Testament is the fight that we are fighting physically, they were fighting physically in the Old Testament. Now Jesus done, you know, it took it. It took it to the spiritual realm. So you have to address things. You look above. You address it from the top view. So you can see everything. You can take it to God. Joshua, in Joshua chapter 20, chapter 6, Verse 26. Joshua chapter 6, verse 26. Then Joshua charged them at that time, saying, Cursed be the man before the Lord who rises up and builds the city Jericho. He shall lay its foundation with his firstborn, and with his youngest, he shall set up its gates. Joshua 6, verse 26. Joshua laid that curse. He placed that curse over Jericho. Now, 1 Kings chapter 16, verse 34. Now, the curse came to maturity. There are some things you are fighting that have maturity dates. You hear about some people say, Ah, man, I got involved in this business. And now, my business just crumbled. Now, I lost all my money. Now, I'm broke. It wasn't because God was mad at you. It's because maybe you didn't ask God that God should I sow, should I plant my seed on this ground? Is this ground fertile enough for, for you know for increase? Or am I gonna be cursed? There's is not everything you see that you invest in. It's not every step you you see that you take. First Kings chapter sixteen, verse thirty-four. In his days, hill of Bethel built Jericho. He laid his foundation with Abiram, his firstborn, and with his younger son, Segub, he set up its gate according to the word of the Lord, which he had spoken through Joshua, the son of Nun. I'll tell you one thing. Those kids were innocent. <laughs> but because of what their father did, the father broke the edge. The enemy struck him. I killed his kids, but who died? The kids. That some of us on this land are suffering from what our parents did or what they didn't do. But there's Jesus for you. So you are hopeful, not hopeless. Christ in you, the hope of glory. When you look inward, you look into Christ that is in you to find hope for your glory, the hope of your glory, the hope of glory. We don't look in words sometimes you can fix. 
you don't sit your butt down, if you don't sit down to ask the right questions, you won't find the right answers. Are you going through any sort of affliction right now? And money can solve the problem. You know, there are some problems that money won't fix. <laughs> so money is not everything. Do they say money answer to all things? But in the Bible, it's in the Bible that money answer it to all it answered to all things. Until the devil brought some questions that money can answer. Like death. <laughs> like sometimes cancer. No matter how much money you have, rich people die every day. So money didn't answer all things at that point. Money can get you things. But money can buy peace of mind. A lot of people, a lot of rich celebrities committed suicide. They were tormented beyond their power, beyond their control. Something took them. They had money, but they couldn't answer the question that the enemy was asking them. Are you on this line going through affliction? Was there a step you took? This is where you need to introspect to ask yourself, where did it all go wrong? It's about you need to sit yourself down, look into your family. The Bible says the enemy of a man is from his own household. Now, enough of you pointing fingers at those people outside. Yoruba adage will say, I'll quote it in English if you can get it. It says, if the battle within doesn't kill you, the battle without cannot harm you. The battle within, sometimes, the battle within is what is actually finding other people. And until you sit down to say, hey, what is going on here? What is happening to me? You might keep going in that cycle. And the enemy will delay you. And I know they say delay is not denial, but delay is dangerous also. Because God has plans for you. The, remember that David, the Davids, the Josephs, David became king at 30. Now, some of us in this generation, we don't wake up until we are over 30. When it's almost too late. When you're in that situation is where you wake up. He fought all his battles. 13 years he was fighting his battles. Right? He was fighting, was fighting, was fighting. He became king at 30. And now he ruled for 40 years. You know? Lived a very good life. Fulfilled his purpose. Are you here on this line going through stuff? I'm not asking you to go beat your moms or your dads and torture them or interrogate them. No. I'm asking you to ask the father of all that knows everything. Is the omega. Is Alpha and the omega at the beginning and the end. He knows everything. Sit yourself down. Ask questions by the Holy Spirit. God, look inwards. Can you see trend? Is your sister struggling in, in a marriage? Now you're a girl, of course, and you're struggling in your own marriage. And now your mom's struggling in her own marriage. The problem is not men are trash. It's not what you should be saying. Ask yourself why. Because if you could ask your mom to maybe your grandmother went through the same. And now you're suffering in your marriage. And then you're the victim. Of course, yes, the enemy knows how to make us feel like victims. Yes, we are victims of circumstance, but sometimes until we get up to take charge spiritually and fight. And sometimes playing victim is very, very sweet. The world can really support your, you know, your story. Oh, this happened to her. Yes, it did. But why did it happen to her? 
Oh, this happened to him. Yes, it did happen to him. But why did it happen to him? Is the question. If my father failed in some areas, and I can see my brother failing in that area, wisdom that is profitable to man to direct will make me address. They say sometimes people say wisdom is learning from other people's experience. The experiences for us in the Bible to learn from. If Moses would pay attention to his anger, was a Levite. And you know, Jacob cursed them, Simon and Levi. He cursed them and called them sons of anger. If you could, if you had paid attention, attention to his bloodline, if he knew, he didn't know, but if you had known, David, Judah, slept with his daughter-in-law. <laughs> right? David, what got him in trouble? Woman. Solomon, his son. What got him in trouble? Woman. Or women, sorry. <laughs> For Solomon, women, yeah. <laughs> so we need to pay attention. We cannot, we, you know, we shouldn't be playing the victim. Intro. Spect. Introspection. You can go on and on about trends and patterns of the bloodline, but sit yourself down this weekend. For the next week, ask God to show you the history of your family. This is deliverance. This is bigger than just, I need money. I need a wife, I need a job. This is deliverance. Why do you fight people that love you so much? Why? Do you curse at people that mean well for you? Were you afflicted in your emotions? Why do you meet the wrong people? Why are you predisposed to just doing the wrong things? Introspection. Father, Lord God, I thank you for today, Lord. Thank you for this message for your people. I pray that, Lord God, as they ask you questions, you will show them. I pray that, God, you show them the secret, the deep things of their lives, Lord, to help them push forward, to help them fight the enemies of their lives. The real enemy, the old serpent, the devil. That God, you give them knowledge. Because God, your word you said, my people, my people perish for lack of knowledge. God, I pray that you give them knowledge that they need the wisdom to apply understanding. And God, you give me solutions to the problem, or you heal them from within. Thank you, Father, Lord God. And to your hands, I commit your people. In Jesus' name, I pray it. Amen. Go in peace. Enjoy the blessings of the Lord Almighty. So we'll meet again. <laughs>